0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan.
1: And I'm Taylor.
0: And Taylor, we just got back to my apartment after watching a hockey game.
1: That's true. A hockey game that the Sabres won, kind
0: of. They kind of did, yes. The Sabers prospects took on the Montreal Canadiens' prospects and walked away with a nice little 4-3 to victory. Pretty exciting game overall. It was pretty entertaining. Very back and forth. Very sloppy for sure. I mean, for a lot of these guys, it's after, you know, training this summer. They're just getting back into playing competitive games again. You could definitely see that was the case for a few of the guys on on the Sabers for sure. But overall, it was cool to see going up. Uh, you know, we had Matt Savoy the Sabers. Top 10 pick going up against Yurev Slefkovsky, the first overall pick from Montreal. Taylor, let's get into this a little bit. What were your general thoughts on the game? Who stood out to you? Who'd you like? Who'd you didn't like?
1: Well, I guess first I would say Savoy is the guy everyone is looking at because he's the ninth overall pick. And I think he impressed enough, especially on the offensive end. He seemed to be uh, dangerous with the puck on his stick and Mm. looking to make plays. So definitely A-plus for him. I think it's uh, unfortunately couldn't see Coolidge that you know just announced today that yeah he has an injury and won't play this weekend uh, I guess it was sustained before he got here but it makes sense because training camp uh, is only what a few weeks away so they'd rather have him be ready for training camp and I agree with that rather take you know play it safe here and let his injury heal BS yeah, Savoy was the one that stood out the most in terms of mm-hmm. That's who we, sh- we should have been watching. Should we say, should we say, Slavkovsky, too?
0: Yeah, I think that's fair, too.
1: He, yeah, it's no surprise being the first overall pick that he looked like the best player on the ice. He's really big. We're only a few rows away from him, from the ice for most of the game. And uh, he's a really big guy and really yeah. fast. Uh, I don't know if that was in the scouting report. <laughs> big guy, very fast. So, yes, I think he's, it's hard to say. I mean, this is the kind of thing that's like a, a test you have to pass. Like, go to this prospect challenge and look like the best prospect. That's, like challenge number one, so it doesn't mean he's going to be a star or anything. But, hey, he looks the part so far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And on Savoy, too, there was a lot, I think, that stood out just in terms of really seeing some of the the traits that we had heard about a lot in his draft profile and leading up into the draft about the things that really make him special. Now he's just coming back off of a shoulder injury, and so just getting back into the swing of things. And he's one of those guys, too, where it's like you could see all of the pieces there but he's just got to get back into the swing of things of playing in competitive games again. You re- like I his skating I thought stood out. He was very very fast. He plays with a, a tenacity too that I think will translate really well into the NHL and I think will ultimately be the the differentiator for him for being able to overcome his size deficiencies. He's a small forward It remains to be seen at the NHL level whether he's going to play at center or wing. I know you and I both hope that it's center, uh, for obvious reasons, um, that he could pan out as that with you know what his ceiling is. But I just thought that the, the tenacity with which he plays is going to serve him well in overcoming those challenges of being a shorter forward. And I think also that it just makes for him eventually, to being a really, really strong forechecker. That was something that you really saw in him, that when Montreal had the puck in their own end, he was all over them, really using his speed to get after the puck carriers. And, and it, was, it was great to see, you know. And he had some flashes a little bit more as the game went on. Um, as you were saying, Taylor, just in the offensive end with setting up some some pretty great plays there, some really high danger chances, and so it was good to see as the game went on, and I'm excited to see how he's going to play as the rest of this weekend goes on. And as for Slavkovsky, yeah, I mean, we were actually briefly talking to our pal Jared Holtz, the the founder of the Charging Buffalo after, uh, after the game, and, you know, I mean, it was just noticeable, like you said. He was the best player on the ice tonight, the most skilled player on the ice. He... And I think in large part it's because he just plays with a confidence, you know. I think one of the things that we've seen kind of throughout the, the draft process and since, you know, he has become the first overall pick is that he does, he's he's got a cool personality to him for, you know, as as much as you can in terms of being a, an 18-year-old NHL player. Um, they're not <laughs> always booming with, with personality, but he seems like a, a, a pretty fun guy. And on top of that, just the way that he carries himself on the ice, it's, it kind of mirrors that a little bit where he's just you know he, he plays with a lot of intensity and a lot of personality and it, it translates into his game and again he's just he's big and he's fast and you know we'll see to the extent that he's going to be able to put it together at the NHL level but uh those two you know being the two top 10 picks definitely stood out
1: and did we mention savoy playing on the penalty kill
0: yeah they were playing him in all situations yeah, yeah which was great and he was I mean he looked solid in both ends absolutely yeah no it was He, I thought, played very well. Would have liked to obviously see him, you know, put some points on the board and get rewarded for it. But I thought overall, yeah, he definitely played really, really well. Another guy who we were talking about who we both liked a lot on the defensive side of things, Matt Lindgren, man. He can skate. And he has some offensive creativity to him that I think can make him a very, very intriguing option. He had a very successful year in his rookie year, and I believe he was in the the OHL last year. I'll double check that. But as for tonight, though, I mean, it felt like every time he was on the ice, he was trying to create a chance, you know, moving the puck up ice or carrying it up ice himself and into the offensive zone. Uh, What were your thoughts on Lindgren?
1: Yeah, he looked dangerous with the puck on his stick, and he looked like he was looking to make plays every time and looking to make a, a big pass. Definitely looked a little raw slash sloppy at points, but mm-hmm. he's he was a really it's an intriguing prospect. Cause what what round was he?
0: Uh he was a third rounder, I believe. Sorry, I'm just pulling up his elite's pros. Oh, Fourth, fourth rounder. rounder, excuse me. Yeah, fourth round pick.
1: Yeah, so okay, so that's, you know, not in the past it's basically been a guarantee we're not gonna see you in Buffalo, but yeah, he's, he's a, I'm intrigued by him. He, the way he plays is, it's exciting. Like, he, he didn't look like he was backing down from everything, and he looked like he wanted to get the offensive rush going. It's the kind of defenseman I, I like to watch. And I'd also say Laxen and I thought looked, uh, pretty solid too, although he's probably the oldest guy in the ice, so he probably should look solid.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yes, yeah, Lindgren was a fourth round pick, and he played his last year, uh, in, uh, Cam loops for the WHL, and it wasn't, yeah, so he played, uh, that was his second full season. Uh, well, first full season, I should say. Uh, prior to that, he played 22 games, With this past year, he played well, 68 that, games.
1: That would have been a full season that season, though, right? Oh, yeah, COVID. with COVID,
0: you're right, yep. Yeah. Well, this past season, though, he played 68 games, had five goals and 39 assists for 44 points, which is pretty solid for a defenseman, so he looked great, though. Yeah, I thought he was, you know, like you said, he definitely had some some blunders there and just... The the fact of the matter is, is when you're an offensive defenseman like that, you're going to make, you know, have some missteps on your plays. But overall, though, I was was very impressed with him. I thought he really stood out. We haven't even talked about, though, the guy who was probably the best player on the ice for the Sabres tonight, and that was Tyson Kozak, the seventh-round draft pick from 2021, who just signed his ELC earlier this summer. He had two goals. The second one was on a beautiful take. On a two-on-one chance where he's coming in over the ice, the defenseman perfectly played the pass, and he drove to the net, cut across the ice right in front of the goalie, and ended up finishing. He looked solid in both ends. He was, you know, really... It felt like he was kind of like leading the tempo out there every time that he was on the ice. He was confident with the puck on his stick. Again, I mean, that two-on-one chance was great. He was generating offense all night, and again, he looked good in his own end as well.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. He, I agree. He looked like the best player on the ice tonight. He, His second goal, especially, was awesome. Yeah. And didn't he go around Slavkovsky to do it?
0: Was it him on the back track? I, backtrack? It I think been. so,
1: yeah. And yeah, just an awesome offensive play. And it's it, just what a nice surprise it would be if he was anything mm-hmm. as a seventh round pick. That's it's really cool. And the fact that he's already upped his profile so much, And only, when did he get drafted? 2021. 15 months ago then. So that's great. And yeah, he. so him being in Rochester this year. That'll be something to to keep an eye on, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, but yeah, t- I mean, tonight both of his goals actually were
0: awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Not honestly, not the guy I had uh, my eye on going into this.
0: Yeah, no, he he definitely made his presence known. Somebody who I felt like also improved as the game went on after maybe starting a little bit slow. Is Isaac Rosine? I thought that he yeah. definitely started to generate some really quality offensive chances, especially in the second period on and pretty excited for him to be in Rochester along with Coolidge and Kozak. I think that, you know, there's now we have a, a few really nice forward pieces to look forward to, but in general, I mean, you know, was Rosine noticeable to you and I guess what are your thoughts on on him in Rochester this year?
1: Well, I think it's clear that he's going to be able to generate offense. It's unfortunate that he's basically barely played hockey the last 2 years because of the situation he's been in. Yeah. But this season the offense, I'm sure, will be there. His his ability will be there. You know, his passing ability, he's great with the puck on his stick. I guess what he probably needs to work on based on tonight and based on what people have said about him in general is you're playing the win. you got to be able to win some battles to get mm-hmm. the puck. You can't I, – I, I don't know if he was just being timid or maybe he's not all the way there yet in terms of his physicality, but you don't have to be uh, – not everyone has to be like Hal Clutterbuck. You just have to, in some way, with some skill, be able to get the puck – away from the defenseman or win a battle with the defenseman to get the puck especially to start a breakout if it's coming up to you that way if the the puck's coming up the boards it's up to you to do something with it and I don't I would say he did not look great in that department tonight uh so hopefully that's something he can work on in Rochester that's a necessity to be an NHL player like I'm sure he can be a, a great AHL player without that skill but it's yeah that's that's probably the part of his game he'll need to work on the most
0: Definitely, definitely. Anybody else stand out for you or anything else in general that you, you, you uh, noticed
1: tonight? Yeah, there was an undrafted guy that was great, and I've looked at oh, his name dude. like five. Pasolt Yes, his name. The he fourth
0: scored. line tonight for the Sabres prospects was dynamite yeah, early We're going to find out all
1: those dudes are 31 when we look him up. But <laughs> I thought Pasolt in particular looked like really good with the puck on his stick. He scored the first goal. I know he's probably like a nobody, and he's... What What is his profile? Pasolt,
0: Nolan Burke was the center, and Atlee Calvert. Where did these guys uh, Pasolt, uh, play? Pasolt uh, was in the ECHL, actually, with Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Burke played for Sarnia last year, and then Calvert played for Moose Jaw.
1: Okay, so those last two are junior teams. Yeah. So those guys are young. Good for them. Mm-hmm. How old do we think Pasolt is? Because he looked, like, legitimately awesome, and he's playing in a fourth line of a prospect tournament. All right,
0: so. I want you to guess. I'm going to look it up. My
1: guess is he's like 24, and he's just like the oldest guy there, and that's why he looks so good. He's a 96. So he's 26? 26. Okay, so <laughs> not, not way, way far off when I said three no, the first
0: time. He's He is an adult man.
1: Yeah, okay, so congrats to him. I mean, I'm 29, and I would look like shit out there right now. <laughs> so obviously props to him. That was probably cool to keep playing with you know, got future Hall of Famers like Savoy and Slavkovsky, mm, mm-hmm. uh, and be in the same building that I'm sure Tage Thompson, uh, will be
0: he practicing was a, He at some was point there before,
1: year. yeah. Is there anyone else that stands out? I mean, the well, Laxon and I, th- I know we kind of mentioned yeah. Laxon
0: and I thought looked, I, I mean, again, like this is he, he's been here for a few years now, so he has this experience. Of course, he played in Rochester last year. And I thought he looked like it. He looked like an AHL player. He was he was steady back there for them. I thought, and w- was just very very consistent. And I mean, yeah, which is what you would expect from a, a third round pick who has again been in the system for a few years now. Him and
1: wiseback both looked like the uh, the solid, you know, old enough that they've been there before, but not overwhelming talent wise mm-hmm. type guys. I don't. know. I guess they're both AHL guys. We'll see. Unless they prove me wrong in that department, that's probably their uh, their future. There's another one I want to... Oh, we should mention Josh Bloom looks like he got hurt.
0: Yeah, he sadly did. It looks like shoulder, was... and it also looked like his teammate hit him, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Correct on both counts. Yeah. You know who was somebody who I was hoping to see a little bit more out of, but was I think left a little bit to be desired tonight, was Alexander Kisikov.
1: A hundred percent. I didn't even think
0: about that until yep. now.
1: But yeah, there was a couple plays with him that he looked like he was kind of lost.
0: He lost, and just by looking at him, the guy's got to put some weight on, 100%. some muscle for sure. And that
1: was the the rap on him when he got drafted mm-hmm. last year. Like small, he has to put weight on. Most guys do, so you have to do it, buddy. Yeah,
0: and I mean he was playing with with Savoy and Weissbach. I'm with Weissbach, so I, that's again the, probably the the top forward prospect in the system, excluding JJ and and Quinn, and then you know a guy who's who's been around for a few years.
1: And Kizikov's going to be in Rochester this year?
0: Yes. So it'll be him, Coolidge, uh, Kozak. Kozak. Cedarquist is going to be down there, too. They just signed. Um, Rosine.
1: Rosine, yeah, that'll be a fun year in Rochester. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most
0: prospects they've had down there since the lockout season. Which is funny because it wasn't really feeling like that, too. You know, I felt like we were like, wow, Quinn and Paterka are graduating. What's going on? And then. Yeah. But, and
1: Paterka, we should say, might be there too to start the year. Yeah, they that's very say. true. Very true. So that could be. A, I'm gonna have to stream Rochester games for the first time in my life. I know
0: we'll have to take the ride down and go check out a few. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I gotta say though, yeah, Kisikov, I'm, I'm curious to see how he's gonna look throughout the rest of the weekend because I was hoping to see a little bit more out of him. Absolutely. When do
1: they play next? Do they play uh, Friday?
0: Uh, Saturday, I believe. Right. Saturday is the next. They have one, off Saturday tomorrow, night? and then they play Saturday. That makes sense. So yeah, any other thoughts on the on the prospects there? Uh, no, I.
1: Uh, is there anything else? I guess we should. I don't know. the The goalies were not um, real prospects. They the were... second
0: goalie who played was pretty solid for us. He was, but isn't he just a? Uh, I don't know how you put it. Not in the system. Yeah, he's just there to. Yeah. To to be there because they need someone there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For uh, Montreal, just other guys who look good. Owen Beck had a, a breakaway goal. I think he was a second round pick for them, and then they have Philip of as well, uh, childhood friend. I'm pretty sure of, of Slevkovsky and they, or er, uh, and they were playing together. So that was pretty interesting to see. And they, they definitely look solid. Montreal has got a, a couple of nice young pieces, and some of which who weren't even playing in this game either. Thoughts on Nick Suzuki getting named captain of the Canadians?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Here's a thought. What the hell? <laughs> He's like 20. I mean, I know we did that with Eichel, but at least Eichel was Eichel.
0: I mean, Suzuki's been around for a few years. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Isn't he like 21? Yeah, 21 or 22.
1: Okay. Well, good luck with that, fellas. <laughs> I think I saw uh, Coolidge tonight, by the way. Did I tell you that? Did you really? I think when I was going to the bathroom, I saw him, but I could be mistaken.
0: Just, like, walking around. By the way, should we mention this? Did we bury the lead? The place was packed. It was jam-packed in there. We didn't get a seat for the first period.
1: Yeah, literally, like, a bunch of people were standing. So, if you guys know the Harbor Center, you know how many seats there are. Those are pretty much full, except for the ends, which were reserved for scouts. Those are not full. Uh, But there still were a lot of scouts there, in my opinion. And then you have the entire sitting area around it, like, above the... Seats, there's like the benches with the the little uh, tables in front of them. That was packed, and then there's basically the entire way around. There's a, an entire l- like level of guys mm-hmm. behind, like peeking around, looking they can't see. There's guys standing down where the uh, concessions are. Yeah, it was nuts. There. It was The nuts. whole thing was crazy.
0: Nick Suzuki is 23, by the way. 23.
1: 23. Wow, he's uh he's basically ready to retire. Yeah,
0: at this point, it's all downhill. Man. No, it was it was packed in there for sure. You had an interesting concession stand experience.
1: Yeah, the less said, the better about that <laughs> okay. one. Good lord, man. Oh my god! You want a bit of good news? <laughs> what? Rob Ray broke some news on the radio today. What was that? Rhett Warner is moving back to Buffalo. What? Yeah, I don't know what he does with his Why? life. Why? But yeah, that's nineteen ninety nine saber Rhett Wait, Warner. Wait, R- what? Yeah.
0: Is that there's no reason behind it? Uh, Rob Ray
1: said he had a nice talk with his wife, and they both decided really quickly it'd be a good idea.
0: Really? Yeah. Breaking news, okay. Welcome back, Rack Warner. Let's get him on the pod.
1: Yeah, he must have been gone for 20 years now. This is an open invitation, by the way, Rhett.
0: Mm. We know you're listening.
1: Yeah. We've had, uh, one former
0: Sabres defenseman
1: on here. We'd love to have a second, even a third, if possible. Mm-hmm. So, another thing, uh... There was an interesting story this week. Did you did you catch that about the Harbor Center?
0: I, I sure did.
1: Yeah. For those who didn't see it, it was an investigative post story. Uh, basically, the Harbor Center was built in 2012 or 13, somewhere in that range. It was finished probably in 2013, I would say. And there was promises at that time because it was built uh, – well, there was agreements that with the Erie County Industrial Development Agency – that gave the Pagula's tax breaks for building it, and the state also gave them certain tax breaks. Now, I think specifically with these, the, the agreement was they had to ha- have a certain number of full-time and part-time jobs. They have only fulfilled that requirement once since it opened. In one year, was that requirement fulfilled? The problem is it's not really much of a requirement because by the time they, at the time they signed it, there was no real enforcement mechanism. There's nothing you can do. Now, apparently, according to the story, the ECIDA uh, in these agreements makes it an official agreement, and they have an agreement that they can claw back the money, the tax money, if you don't fulfill your end of the bargain. There's no real incentive; for the goal is to fill their end of the bargain at that point because there is no way for them to ever have to pay the money back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's just basically uh, the story laid out that they had way fewer full-time employees that they said they were going to have, and that currently they also have fewer part-time employees. And I believe four fifths of the people that are employed by or at Harbor Center uh, make f- less than forty thousand a year. So,
0: Riff.
1: yeah, so it was an interesting story. It's on the Investigative Post. Uh, if you want to read that, it's uh, unfortunate, obviously, but something to keep in mind uh, as we go forward with potential arena upgrades in the next few years. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, want to hear a quick word from our sponsors. I'd love to. So, the NFL's opening week was action-packed. It's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 in any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. So we also have a second ad that I'm opening up as we speak.
0: To give a little tease for it, it's actually, of course, for a huge fan of the Buffalo Sabres, huge fan of Straight Up Sabres, Ray J. Yeah, he's got a new album out. Did you see that? It's called Straight Up Sabres. <laughs> yeah. right? That's the name of Ray J's new album. If you don't believe me, go look it up. Yeah, you
1: can't find it, right?
0: Yep. You it's in Martin Scarelli has it right now.
1: Yeah, there's only, yeah, only one copy in the whole world. So... Brendan, lately I've been listening to a lot of... What have I been listening to? You know what I've listening to? I listen to a nice tribute podcast to Jonathan Charks of The Ringer, who sadly died this week. Uh, if you uh, get the chance, read or something that he wrote uh, on The Ringer. I think it's called, Will My Son Know You? He read, wrote it before he died. Or listen to a nice uh, podcast that The Ringer put out about him. So that's what I've been listening to on my Raycon earbuds, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to? Because of my earbuds and how great they are. Raycon's Everyday Earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon's give you 8 hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at about half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 star reviews. And they have tremendous features as well. They have three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. All of these make wearing Raycon earbuds when you listen to your music podcasts or whatever else a fantastic experience where you don't know what's going on outside, you can't hear anything else, all you can hear is what you want to hear. So that's why I use them, because I like to be you know, in my own little world. So go to Raycon, sorry, go to buyraycon.com today and use code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. And we're back. Folks, do you have any. more takes on the prospect game or the rest of the prospect weekend?
0: Not particularly. I'm excited to see how the rest of the weekend goes. We might be going to the game on Saturday, potentially, so we'll have some more to talk about uh, for Monday's episode. But not particularly. I mean, I'm just excited again to see, you know, really how Savoy, for one, looks the rest of the way, obviously. See if he's able to, you know, net some points this weekend. See if Kisikov can turn it around um, continue to see Lindgren, you know, and see how he's able to really activate in the neutral zone and in the offensive zone, and that's that's probably about it. I would say those are the big ones, at least. And you know, Rosine too. Let's keep seeing him play strong and be in uh, an offensive force out there and get that shot off.
1: Yeah, let's. Who I'm hoping to see. I'd love to see Rosine
0: from. actually play with Savoy. Let's have Savoy center uh, center Rosine.
1: Yeah, that's honestly the person I'm hoping to see the most improvement from yeah. going forward is Rosine Because I just have a lot of faith in Savoy. And, I mean, I guess I don't know what to think of Kulich or Otslin right now because we're not seeing him. But I hope we see Kulich at training Well, we will see Kulich at training camp, yeah. I assume. And I hope he looks good. I hope he's fully healthy. And then Otslin have a nice uh, year this year playing pro. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, since I think we're done with the prospects. Sure. So... Like Brendan said, we're recording this as a department, but right now we're going on a journey, even if it's just an audio journey. It's a journey that we're all going on together. Oh boy. So let's give some context for this. We we all uh, are familiar with the Buffalo News uh, sports section from back in the day. It's a little bit different than it used to be. A lot of our familiar characters are no longer with us. One of those guys who's uh, no longer with us was uh, famous columnist Jerry Sullivan, who you might remember had a, a running bit for many years about what his friend Rex Carr was up to. Now, Rex Carr was a prototypical Buffalo sports fan. Fatally optimistic, you would say. Always getting his hope up, hopes up, getting ahead of himself, all that stuff. Always at the bar at Kohl's, usually. Jerry would run into him at a, just the right time. So people would say, you know, Rex, he's too optimistic. He gets too excited too fast. Uh, he's a crutch. He's a lazy writing device. Something like that. But anyway... What I think Rex was was a, you know, a good old Buffalo sports fan. Unfortunately, uh, no one's heard from him because Jerry Sullivan left the Buffalo News four years ago. Luckily, this whole time we've been on our own journey, these past 90 seconds until I've been talking, we're almost there. Folks, we're almost at J.P. Checkers on Hurdle Avenue where there's a new generation of optimistic Buffalo sports fan. It's, uh, it's our good friend, Rex Miller. Rex, can you come in here?
2: Oh, uh, hey, how you doing, guys?
1: He just put his beer down on the table, as you can hear. So, Rex, why don't you have a seat? Actually, you already have a seat. We're going to have a seat next to you here at Checkers. So you can see, there's a lot of ambiance and whatnot. So, you were also there tonight at the prospect uh, development game. What did, you, uh, what did you think of the Sabres' performance, and what does it mean going forward?
2: I mean, the Sabres, they look like the best team I've ever seen in the world. I mean, I, I only see, like, what do you guys think, 82 wins this year? I see 82 wins out of this team. 82? Wow. 82, Already? yeah, 100%. Oh, my God. Now, I Most know... importantly, I think uh, I think four of those are going to come ep- absolutely against uh, that one team from up north. Uh, I think they were blue. They're terrible. Oh. Oh, oh the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's, that's right. exciting. Yeah. Now, do you know what our record was last year against Toronto? Uh, I believe since uh, March, uh, we won three games against them and lost zero. Yeah. All three games. Also, uh. They were played not even in the United States. What's that all about? That's true. That feels almost unfair. Yeah. I mean, home games in Canada for the Sabres, and we're still winning them against them. Look at that. Yeah, they really could not win a road game against the Sabres, whether it's in Hamilton or Buffalo. Yeah, they can, they can
1: get anything together. Man, imagine if we played them in the bubble. In imagine if we played them in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that'd be fun. So, I noticed you're wearing a Bills shirt as well here, bud.
2: Uh, how do you feel about the Bills season? I mean, the Bills, like I said, the Sabres 82 wins. The Bills, I mean, that's 17 right there, plus, you know, a few in the playoffs. Got to win the Super Bowl this year. So it's all, it's all about. Josh Allen, I swear to God, it's the second coming of Christ. <laughs> that's true. He's taller this time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, well, I guess, now that you think they're
2: going to go 20-0, is there a team you're even a little bit worried about? You're um, going to be worried about anyone. Uh, I don't even think so. I mean... As long as we beat that old man Brady in the playoffs when we beat them in the Super Bowl, that's all I'm worried about. Yeah, man, he's almost as old as you, huh? I sort of got me and Brady went to college together. Back in
0: Michigan in 2000. (laughs) You went to the University of Michigan? I thought you dropped
2: out of high school, Rex. Hey, 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 whoa. You're hearing mixed up stories here, fellas.
1: (laughs) Interesting, interesting.
0: Well, Brandon, do you have any questions for Rex here? Where to begin? Uh, would you study at, at the University of Michigan?
2: Women's Studies. <laughs> Interesting. You are a
1: very, uh, a progressive and intellectual man, so I believe that. Now... Do you have a mailing address? No comment? Don't tell the people what it is. You're just gonna get all kinds of fans. That noise. was just
0: a yes or no answer. I, I was not even. Say, I was gonna say,
1: can we go over
2: the whole thing where I came from checkers? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Do you live here? <laughs> so... What are you drinking right now? What is your beer of choice here at Checkers? Uh, it's absolutely, and it always has been a PBR. Oh, that's great. Back since the 1800s.
1: <laughs> wow, he remembers before they won the Blue Ribbon. So, I don't know if I have any more questions. Uh, I noticed you are wearing a hat with a little chicken standing on a ball. What is that all about? Uh, it's one of those
2: uh, English soccer teams. Really? Yes. Now, what's going on over there in England? What do you, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched soccer in a couple weeks. Apparently the queen died. Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah.
0: Are you in mourning? We're all in mourning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well... I'm just glad it's not the (laughs) morning. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that
1: was uh, Rex Miller, the first of uh, many appearances. And, uh... Anyway, I'd say take his uh, advice and go straight to DraftKings with it. That's DraftKings uh, with promo code THPN for 5% off your first order or whatever the deal is.
0: Wow.
2: Sabres for the cup, baby. Yeah,
1: that's right. All right. Now, Rex, before you go, who's your uh, random Sabres player of the episode? Um, I'm going with Vaclav Varada today. Oh, Vakla wow.
0: Okay. Vakla. love that. Who, who's yours, Taylor? Uh, I'm going to go with
1: Rhett Warner. Welcome back, Rhett.
0: Rhett Warner. Love that. All right. I will go with... oh boy this is a tough one i'll go with eric rasmussen
1: oh nice nice
0: yes all right well everybody Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Straight Up Sabers presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, make sure you're checking out both of the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode. Make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows to hear all of the great content that they're putting out on a weekly basis. And on top of that, make sure you're following them on Twitter, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can also find us, Straight Up Sabers, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram—make sure you're following us, and whatever your streaming platform of choices that you're currently using to listen to this episode, make sure you are also subscribed and/or following us, and leave us a nice rating—we'd very much appreciate it. Last but not least, check out both of our sponsors: DraftKings. Use that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals, and go check out Raycon headphones. Pick up your pair—great audio experience that you will not regret. So. Everybody, we'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Straight Up Sabres.